1: Actions speak louder than words. That's next, here on Times of Refreshing. And again, welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, where our teacher and pastor today will take us to the book of James, chapter 1, verses 21 through 27. It's a message we began yesterday simply called Hearing and Doing. James is very practical. He believes and communicates to us through the Spirit here in God's Word that we should be doing what we're hearing from the Word, being consistent in all things, right? Here's Pastor Napoleon with more on Times of Refreshing.
0: Romans chapter 6, verse 15 on down to 23. Look at this. Look at verse 15. It says, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey? Whether of sin sin leading to death, or of obedience leading to righteousness. But God thanked that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine or teaching to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin. Somebody say set free. This is what the, the law of liberty does. When you join yourself to Christ... You give your life to Christ. You repent of your sin. Jesus sets you free from the power of sin, the influence of sin in your life. He begins to give you power on the inside to resist your old sinful nature, okay? So now, when before you met Christ, there were things that you wanted to stop doing, but you couldn't stop because you didn't have the power, when you gave your life to Christ, the divine nature comes in, the spirit of God comes, and then now he gives you a willingness and the power to resist your own nature. I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to go there anymore. I don't have to look at that anymore. God starts to empower you and he sets you free from sin. Your sins are not just your actions, it is also a condition. All of us were born into sin and shaped in iniquity. By nature, we just do things wrong. Well, what's God's answer for that? Gives you a new nature. The nature of Jesus Christ gives you a new spirit. The Holy Spirit, he comes in and empowers you now so that you can say no to the yourself. Say no to the devil and say no to the world. That's the beauty of Christianity is that God empowers me from the inside out to live the way that he wants me to live. Well, I have to yield to that, but it's the perfect law of liberty, this freedom that God is looking for us to embrace. Freedom isn't getting on drugs. Freedom isn't doing what you want to do. Freedom isn't going to the club. Freedom isn't, I just want to do my own thing. That's not freedom. You're going to find yourself in bondage. In more bondage. Can I have an amen? Yes. True freedom is God has made me righteous. God has made me loving. God has taught me to forgive. God has taught me to become more like him. Yes. And when I couldn't in my own strength before, now he empowers me to do it. That's why he says here. He says, verse 17, but thank But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness... Leading to more lawlessness. So now present your members as slaves of righteousness for what? Holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regards to righteousness. This is what he just said, y'all. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regards to righteousness. Sin had us bound up and we just thought it was cool. Girl, how many girls you got? Oh, yeah, I got five. How many you got? I got six, man. We cool. Where you want to go? Oh, man, we going there. Oh, you're not going? Oh, what you mean you're not going to the club, man? It's Friday night, by 1130. What about going to church? Oh, church? Come on, dog. We don't talk about that stuff. And a person was free in regards to righteousness. But they didn't realize they were slaves of sin. But when we give our life to Jesus Christ, he flips the script. He sets us free from sin and makes us slaves of what? Righteousness. Now it becomes our lifestyle to do what, can I preach on this this morning? Now it becomes our lifestyle to do what God's asking us to do. And now sin doesn't have any more power in my life and rule in my life. It's called the perfect law of liberty. God sets me free over here, but then he just doesn't leave me lawless. He makes me, causes me to be bound to him in righteousness. Can I have an amen, y'all? Look what he says here in verse 21. He says, what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is what, y'all? Man, I tell you, I like to look back on my past just so I can thank God for where I am now. But I can't say that I'm proud of it. I can't say, oh, I'm proud of my past. No, there's some things I there's some things, man. I wasn't always saved. And you look back and man, man, why'd I do that? And when you start reading your Bible, you start realizing that you start realizing the whys in your nature and the devil and the world and, and the influences and the decisions you made. And you look and say, ah, oh, okay, so now I see how this thing works. But those things, he says here, we look back on those things, he says, we're ashamed of. The fruit of those things. For the end of those things ultimately lead to death. And I can remember in my life. Let me, let me share this with y'all, y'all. I can remember in my life when I was just about to give my life to God. Seriously, like really commit my life to Jesus Christ. I was in my car and I was driving to Napa to training camp. And I was in my car and I was listening to this song. And I can remember in, I was just listening to this song which was like a gospel song, and it was like talking about God and making a decision for Christ, all this stuff. And I can remember having a wrestling match in my car. Like, man, I know I need to give my life to God and just surrender it all and just give it all to God and just do what God's asked me. I could feel it, this tug-of-war like going on in my spirit. No, you don't want to do that. That's just too much. You know, and, you know, you don't want to be involved in church. Those people are soft over there, you know. And just all this stuff is going on in my mind. And that week, my teammate ministered to me on the field. And I went to my hotel room and gave my life to Jesus Christ and never looked back. And, but the tug of war, some of you are in the midst of it right now. The war going on for your soul. And so what happens is this battle, and then you learn that man, I could choose this side or I can choose this side. And and choose the right side. That's gonna lead the life. Look what he says here. He says, for the end of those things is death. Look at verse 22. But now having been set free from sin, that's the perfect law of liberty. Set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of death, of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So when we look at the perfect law of liberty, it doesn't mean that now I'm just free to do whatever I want to do. I've become freed so I can become a slave to God and yield to his purpose. Go back to James chapter chapter 1. And we're going to close this out. Verse 26. He says, if anyone among you. No, no, let's go back to 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in whatever he does. When we start to get into this rhythm with God where we hear from God and then we do, what happens is God's blessing begins to affect every area of our lives. And my prayer is is that God's blessing affects every area of your life and that he blesses every person under the sound of my voice. That you get in such a rhythm with God that blessings begin to flow. Doesn't mean you're not going to have hard times. Doesn't mean that you're, gonna have, you're not going to have, you know, uh, valley seasons in your life. But it, what it does mean is, just like with Joseph, you're going to sense God's nearness and know God's hand is upon your life. No matter what the circumstance is. That's the real blessing. The divine smile that God is constantly smiling at you. Even when you go through tough moments. Well, what happens for us is when we get into this rhythm with God where we're hearing and doing. And we're embracing the perfect law of liberty. Then God's blessing begins to flow in everything. And you look back and you say, my goodness, look what God has done in my life. Well, it just doesn't happen, y'all. God in the midst of this is going to say, "Hey, I need you to go left. I need you to go right, right here." Okay, so you heard this right here. Okay, now you got to call. You you got to forgive your parents. You got to get them. You now you come on now. Forgive them. You got to forgive them. You got to, I know they weren't there. You got to forgive them. You know, Lord, I just really hate my my boss. Pray for him. No, I don't want to really do that, Lord. I need you to fire him. (laughs) I need you to fire him, Lord. I'll be really happy. I know that'll be a blessing. No, I need you to pray for him. You heard you heard the preacher? Pray for him. Don't be just a hearer. Be a what? You gotta do it. Pray for him. You know what? Why don't you, why don't you bless that person right there? Well, I need to be blessed. No, bless them. You know, we go through this. Now listen, y'all. This is what I mean get into a rhythm where you're with God and He's talking to you and he's giving you specific instructions about stuff to do. Because He's trying to perfect you, make you more like Him. But then we start getting into a wrestling match with God. We're fighting with God. You know, one of the things, let me just stop, okay? Let me say this to y'all. And you know I love y'all. But this is the thing. It's amazing to me how you guys will fight with God and then blame me. I'm just telling y'all what he said. Get out. Man, see how Pastor Paul and he tripping. You know, he said, "All I did was read the scripture." So what happens, y'all, is we get into this flow with God, and then God starts blessing us, and everything He starts putting His hand and smile upon, and then He starts blessing, and then we entered into this next realm. Look what He says here in verse twenty-seven. He says. If anyone, verse 26, if if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Okay, so now we want to get into pure and undefiled religion. Religion isn't bad. We make the word religion out to be bad. Part of it is because there's been so much hypocrisy. But James, I love the apostle here, he's saying that pure undefiled religion is this. He says to visit the orphans and the widows in their trouble. And so now we learn to not just be hearers, but with our lifestyle, we become doers and we start to give of ourselves to benefit people that can't help themselves. We start giving of, giving of our lives to people. And now we're starting to cross over when we can look at widows and orphans and help people that are in their situations that need to come out and that need help and assistance. Now, we can't solve all of the world's problems. But, but the assignments that God has us on, we have to make sure that we get out of ourselves and stop just thinking about ourselves and start doing something to help someone else. Well, this is what God wants us to do. We don't really get free, like I said earlier, until we stop thinking about ourselves all the time. And our needs and our wants and our cares and my, me, I... And we start thinking about, what about this person right here that needs help? What about this person over here that just needs, they, they need some assistance? We, and that's when we start to live out the realities of what Jesus did when he was on the planet. But then he didn't stop there. He says, and it keeps oneself unspotted from the world. So I want to do all the good works in terms of helping people. But then there's still a purity aspect of my walk with Christ that God is looking for. He wants me to keep myself unspotted. So you can be an individual. Now watch this, y'all. That goes out and feeds the poor, helps people, does all these great things. But if we're not living right before God, is that pure and undefiled religion? No. But on the flip side, I can be the holiest person on the planet. I'm holy I don't touch nothing unclean I'm not going to your house your house your house your house don't invite me over for nothing don't even touch me because I'm holy man I don't want anybody messing with me I'm just and then (laughs) and then what happens is but we don't go out and reach people that need help so now that person is just self-righteous that person just thinks they're better than everybody. But we come to true and pure and undefiled religion when we're able to do both. where well, we're living right before God, but then we're also rolling up our sleeves and getting to the streets and getting down there with people that need help and that need somebody to come down and give them the gospel and bless them in their time. Can I have an amen, y'all? Now we're really doing the word. And the word of God is coming alive in us. Saints, I want to challenge all of us, including myself this morning, that we can't just be Bible heads. Talking heads. This is a lifestyle. And this has got to come alive in here. So that when people start looking at your life, they say, man, you know what? She's really living for God. Like, really. Man, he really, really loves Jesus. Look at it. I mean, look at, I've been watching them. I've been waiting for them to do something. Look at them. They're just living before God. Then when you get into a pressure situation, they're really watching you. Is this person going to stand up under the pressure and really walk with Jesus? Or are they going to turn on God? And so what happens, saints, is that people people are looking and God ultimately is looking for people who are living out the realities of having undefiled and pure religion in their lives where it becomes a lifestyle from the inside out to live a certain way that blesses God and to get outside of ourselves and start helping people and being a blessing. It's as simple as that. But what makes it so hard is our will. We want to do what we want to do. But this morning, my prayer is for all of us is that we're not just hearers of the word, we're doers. How can I take this message that Pastor Napoleon Kaufman just preached right here? And I want God, I want, I receive it with meekness because I want this to be applied in my life. And if I got to get this out of my life to get it applied, if I got to get that out of my life to get it applied, if I got to make some personal decisions here, then whatever I, if I got to do the work, if I'm going to put in the work. So that I can get this done. We got to put the work in so that we can get it done. Can I have an amen, y'all? And that's what happens. Now, let me say this in closing. What I'm talking about right now, a pill isn't going to fix it. A prophetic word isn't going to fix it. You getting somebody else to lay hands on you isn't going to fix it. You, you, You thinking that it just... No, what happens is for all of us, We've got to get up from here and say, you know what? It's time for me to roll up my sleeves and put in the work. And when God gives me opportunity, because he will, to exercise myself in this area, I'm taking full advantage of it. So don't be surprised when you go to work tomorrow and your coworkers get on your last nerve. Just start exercising. Put in the work. Can I have an amen, y'all? Lord, we this morning, we pray that as a church community, we would be known not just from the messages that we hear, but we would be known for the way in which we apply messages to our lives and that God, your word is serious to us. Every message matters. Matters. We're just not professional critiquers of every message that we hear. We analyze it, we pray through it, we receive it, we apply it, we live it out. God, you're glorified. I pray today that, Lord, you would break every religious spirit off of every person in this church. And that we would embrace true religion that is pure and undefiled. And that God, when people begin to think about us, and when we think about ourselves, we see the transformation that has taken place because of the implanted word which is able to save our souls. Lord, we trust you to make us everything you've ordained for our lives. We don't want to just be hearers. We don't want to be people that just grew up in the church and we know all this. We want to become more like you, Jesus. Help us to become more like you, not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word, that we become living epistles. We thank you, Lord, that in this time and in this season, as we see great transformation and transitions taking place in churches, we thank you that you're getting us back to the heart of the matter, Which is, are we becoming more like you? Churches are fighting and arguing and people are debating about this and debating about that. Lord, we pray that you would help us to stay focused on the main thing, which is us becoming more like you. That we would put into practice everything you've said through your word. And that, Lord, you would come back and receive a bride that is without spot or wrinkle. Help us to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Help us to visit the widows and the orphans. And help us to get out of ourselves and help other people. But we praise you that we are on this planet for such a time as this. We praise you that we're in the state of California where it's a hostile environment for the gospel. But we are not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to all those who believe. And we praise you that you put us on this planet right here, right now to stand and fight for your glory. But help us to do it by becoming more like you. We thank you for another day to praise you today. We praise you for saving us, Lord. And giving us an opportunity to glorify you on the earth. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of The Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. A peace that passes all understanding.